radio. It's like TV without all the colors. What up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are tuned into another episode of Kicking It with Young Smooth, the podcast where I chill out, I rant for a little bit about, you know, social topics, all of the rhetoric, the bullshit, and on top of that, I review some of my most favorite, favorite albums, go over their chart topping success, and how it meant, and how it felt to me. And possibly a couple of anecdotes, depending on how I feel. So, don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music in the grand scheme of things, or your Google Podcast, Spotify, and don't forget about the YouTube channel, Kicking It With Young Smooth. So, did y'all get that, kick that lyric from last week? It was it was a, it was a difficult one, but it was one of my favorites. It was actually from Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. It was called "Wake Up," and it is actually one of my favorite songs. It has Jay Z on the song as well. Um, so definitely make sure y'all go check that song out if you haven't. It is a classic. I think Missy has changed the landscape of hip hop forever. I'm glad that she is finally getting her flowers and her just dues. 
Um, so that's really, really dope. Um, yeah, so I think that's where we're going to go with it. So let's go ahead and start this week's Kick That Lyric. It comes from an artist that is timeless, but not getting the just dues that the artist deserves. Um, right now we are not able to truly enjoy this artist's music um in the grand scheme of like the streaming era of of life so i mean i think that's really difficult especially after the passing i mean this is going to be a pretty easy one and a very short one um and it reads as the king's english in the second verse people always say that i played myself for you They say that you don't even notice me. Baby, when I get the nerve to come to you, promise me that you won't diss me. Y'all already know what this is. I promise you, you do. It's so super easy. If you are a fan, if you love 90s R&B, you know what this is. All right. Don't forget that you can always hit me on Kicking It With Young Smooth on most of your social media platforms. Um, and let me know if you know what that song is. It's, it's definitely a great song. One of my favorites. Um, the, and next week I'll tell you the antidote behind that song. It's so funny and it is ridiculous. Alright, moving on to the Ratchet and Ridiculous. Be careful. Cardi B wants her divorce from Offset to be drama-free, no financial support needed. So it seems when it comes to her split from her husband, Cardi B wants channel SpongeBob and just head out. Uh, she, I don't know what the hell that meant. (laughs) She's making it clear she wants to keep things friendly with Offset. As spotted on TMZ, the Bronx bombshell has quickly amended her divorce filing to ensure their separation from her soon-to-be ex-husband goes smoothly as possible. On Tuesday, September 15th, she filed formal paperwork requesting a decision of their union. Um, thankfully, the submission acts that they both have joint custody of their daughter, Culture Carey uh Cephas. I hate. I absolutely hate her last name. I really do. I mean you can't really uh judge your last name. It just kinda is what it is, but that that that's that's a hard last name right there. <laughs> Today her legal re- representatives have received an ex to and have been asked to allow the courts to enforce whatever the two agree to so to align her with the desire for any at um sorry i can't say the word uh act act, applicable shit fuck it resolution um i okay so i do have a couple of thoughts about the whole cardi b situation um i have been watching a lot of different interviews and um just watching um a whole lot of blogs shout out to unwind with Tasha K and and all of the bloggers and, and a lot of people have opinions about it um I think really honestly truthfully truth be told sometimes well especially in Hollywood like a lot of times divorces are just like look 
we don't see eye to eye. We work too much. We do too much. Even though right now nobody is really working in this pandemic, which is evidently clear. Um, but what I'm most enthused about is the fact that she gonna come. She gonna, she's gonna do her own thing. Like the the reality is, Cardi is making more money than Offset. Offset made more money touring. Cardi's done more things. Right now, she's coming back with a new album that we're all getting amped and excited for. Um, after the WAP thing, um, I do. It, it's funny. A lot of people are saying that the controversy is what is selling this. It could be. I, I do believe that Cardi's career has been shrouded in controversy. So it's like, oh, every time something happens and there's a new album out, so on and so forth. I hear y'all, but at the same token, divorce is like death. You know what I'm saying to you? So you got a, a y'all got a baby together. So either. You know, work it out. And if you're not happy, you're not happy. Now, of course, there's been a whole bunch of rumors about him cheating. And it's never not been a rumor about him fucking cheating. Like, that always seems to be the case. However, um, I'm hoping for this sake that it's just like, yo, from what she's been saying online, she's really been like, look, check this out. I just, I, I can't deal with it. If I'm not happy anymore, I'd rather go than to continuously be in a marriage that we're not seeing eye to eye with. And that's a lesson that you motherfuckers need to learn too. Look, if you're not happy, the, the, not, I won't say the second. I, I, I won't say the second. I used to be like, the second of my fucking don't make me happy, I'm out. Nah. If you're not happy and you feel as though that you can't work your shit out, leave. Leave. Life is too short. We got a whole pandemic out here. Like, they, life is moving super fast right now. Don't stay with somebody that's uh, that you unhappy with. You know what I'm saying to you? And I'm not an advocate for divorce. I believe work it out by all means necessary. I really, really do. Work the shit out by all means necessary. But if it's something that you can, you see in your future that, yo, I'm going to resent this person. I don't have the same love for this person no more. Let that shit go. That will eat at you. It will eat and eat and eat at you until you are like, yo, I'm sitting here with a motherfucker. I can't say because, first of all, you're doing a disservice to you and you're doing a disservice to that person. And to be really completely honest, it is not fair. For you to have been with someone for umpteen years and then on your deathbed, they pissed and they don't really fuck with you. So whatever happens to you, which you could have been saved, they like, fuck it, we pulling the cord. Like, because y'all just that mad, you got that much animosity. Don't sit here with a whole bunch of hate in your heart or, you know, animosity towards somebody and you ain't you don't want to be with them. Fuck it. If you don't want to be with somebody, let the shit go. Fucking shit is like bad gas. Just let the shit out. God damn it. Um, all right, moving on. Wu Tang Saga. The Wu Tang Clan Saga continues and the concert is on. Please be advised that the Wu Tang Clan Saga continues concert scheduled for Friday, May 8th, 2020 at the Hall at Live has been rescheduled to Thursday, October 22nd. 2020 um that's a lot uh i'm confused on uh, let me i don't yo i don't understand why we trying to do concerts but i mean it is what it is i'm gonna tell you my thought in a second um 
tickets for the May 8th, 2020 date will be valid for the rescheduled October 22nd, 2020 date. Ticket buyers who would like to request a refund to the show affected by this announcement can do so at its original point of purchase. Refunds will be available at the point of purchase until Friday, May 1st, 2020. So that's already already done. Uh, thank you for understanding. We look forward to you. So this so that was the um, the whole situation from Wu Tang. Um, I okay. I still have a problem with concerts still taking place. We don't have enough answers like yo i've seen some people still throwing parties and all of this shit y'all a virus is just that like real quick we are in september it yo the weather flipped in two seconds like today is the 22nd one and the 23rd but the weather flipped so quickly here in maryland that it is ridiculous. I mean, nights are going down to 40 and, and well, 50 and 40 degrees. And that's, that, that was like super quick. It was super quick. It was, and it's been like that for like the last two, two and a half, three weeks. And it just was like, I remember times in September, it would still be fairly warm. I say all of that to say that viruses and germs and stuff breed in the cold as well. So, y'all out here in all of these concert atmospheres and all of this, and we still don't have no full answers. We ain't got nothing really solid to fall back on. And we don't know what a vaccination going to look like. All of this shit. Children having to go back to school. I think the homeschooling thing is great. But I, I flip it back around to say all of this. I I, I love Wu-Tang. I've been watching. I actually finally got um into the Hulu Wu-Tang the Saga continues. I think it's dope. I love the story. I love uh, what they did. Like, yo, I, it's so much stuff. It is so much stuff in this show, which I think I'm going to watch it again because I didn't... I binged it. I started binging it and then all of a sudden I, I binged Girlfriends Um, be, because I think it came out around the same time I started binging it. So I was like, let me go ahead and just try to zoom through Girlfriends because it was eight seasons and it's a lot. Yo, I also want to touch on that as well that yo i'm so mad that we went on that writer's strike in 2008 and literally didn't get anything like the eighth season if it was supposed to be a final season it was good but you're talking about a show that had like 21 episodes per season I, we sit back and we talk about reboot after reboot, you feel me, of all of these shows and no shows should be touched and we should just leave these shows alone. I am sorry. For the fans, for the culture, even though it's been almost over, it it literally has been over or has been 20 years. For the culture and the fans of that show... It is worth it to do a reboot. Here is the reason why. All of the characters and actors are still living. Number one. Number two, if we're in the era of a reboot, that it makes complete sense. Um, there's 
so many storylines that we could go for. Um, girlfriends hit, yo, when I tell you girlfriends hit on all cylinders, all the major topics, everything. I mean, from divorce, cheating, um, uh, postpartum depression, having a baby, interracial dating, um, hell, masturbation, like it, it, um, uh, what else, what, Lynn was adopted, and, and not being black enough, and all type of things, yo, when I tell you, it is worth it, and I never knew that watching the, um, watching Girlfriends, that there is literally a whole pilot for the game inside of girlfriends like it's literally a whole episode called the game and i mean the only person from the show that's in there is tracy ellis ross that plays joan and she's only in there for like the top part of the show and then the rest of the whole show is a whole pilot for the game yo when i tell you it is definitely worth it this is a show i really would i would love to petition for the show to come back i think netflix has revived it and the fact that we get to binge it and watch it and, and i'm telling you it took me uh a couple of weeks in in between like the last three four weeks i really have been, and it's a lot that's 21 episodes like i said per show except for when you get to like season eight and then season eight is just one of those episodes where you're like oh, okay it'll be back next week absolutely nothing i mean it did the same thing for moesha and as much as I would love for Moesha to come back, I just, a couple of things are not going to be great for Moesha. Um, number one, uh, Hakeem is, Hakeem is gone. Hakeem is dead. So that already throws off the whole dynamic. You know what I'm saying to you? Um, Countess Vaughn, who plays Kim, um, I think the only thing that is going to be wrong with that is that she's lost her... I don't know how her vocal situation has been. I remember watching her on R&B Divas, and I think that, um, like, she had, like, a, um... Uh, what, what the hell is that shit called? It's a... Something with... Oh, she had a thyroid situation. A thyroid situation, I'm sorry. On her, um... On, like, on her larynx, on her throat. And so, like, pushing it makes it give her this, like, really raspy voice. So you're not gonna get the... You're not gonna get that Kim that we... That we love. So, um... That's a little off. That's a little crazy. I think that if you did anything, I don't think it should be a reboot. I think it should be a spinoff show of Moesha, like a continuation that's completely different if you're gonna keep the cast together. Um... But it's, it's, it's different now. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to look at the... You're definitely not going to look at the characters the same. Um, we're, we're not going to look at the characters the same because you have Ray J, who played Dorian. Like, you're going to think of Ray J for the Scooty Bikes, Raycon, the sex tape. Like, you're going to think of Ray J for other things other than him being Dorian. Like, I don't... In the years that have passed since before Moesha became a discussion again, like, I don't think of Ray J that way. I think of Ray J in the new Ray J sense, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, uh, flipping back, re recycling all the way back, I just don't think, because I flew off topic, but I don't think that we need to be in a concert going mode or getting tickets ready for concerts and this, that, and the third. Um, I just, 
I don't think that we're re- we're we're not we're not there yet because truth be told, if we do not get it together, we will be back in the situation that we were at the top of this fuck ass year that is twenty twenty. That is just bottom line. All right, moving on. Ready to buy the notorious B.I.G.'s rap page crown sells for five hundred thousand dollars. Yo, that's crazy. It's crazy because number one. Every time I look at the crown, I, I think the crown is cool. I think it's dope. But is it me or is it like a Burger King? It looked like one of the regular plastic crowns. You know what I'm saying? Never mind. I ain't even going to go there. The Rap King of New York's royalty has once again been certified. Christopher Wallace's regal headwear just got sold for half a million. As spotted on Hip Hop DX, the crown B.I.G. wore on the cover of Rap Pages now has a new home, and it is safe to say a luxurious one at that. On Tuesday, September 5th, Southby's, or Southby's, whatever, hosted their first ever hip hop auction while several iconic hip hop items were bidded on the premiere offering once sat on the god mc's head the prestigious auction house announced uh, that after a fierce back and forth between two buyers the crown was sold for a whopping $594,800 they state tonight during our inaugural hip hop auction one of the most iconic symbols of hip hop's heyday the crown worn and signed by the notorious big from uh baron clen claiborne's iconic 1997 king of new york photo shoot from rat pages magazine sold for they they acclaim it roughly around $600,000 the instagram post read the Photograph is one of the most recognized images in hip hop culture and has endured as the defining portrait of the artist for more than 20 years since it was taken. In addition to the Who Shot Your Rapper's Crown, some of Tupac's teenage love letters were also sold for a cool $75,000. You can... Oh, they're talking about seeing the highlights of the auction below. Anyway, um, that is dope. The crown, I'm here for. The crown, def, definitely, 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 definitely here for. The, uh, love letters, I, that's freaky. That's freaky. Uh, from what I saw, I saw the person that, that took it. I think that they, um, ended up like just encasing it. I, they took pictures of it on Instagram, um, but still remain, I think, fairly anonymous. However, um, I, I love, love, love that crown picture. Like, as a matter of fact, if you look at the, um, the cover art for this podcast, the t-shirt that I have on is that same, um, album cover that was from Rap Pages. And, in addition, I also have the Funko Pop, and the Funko Pop is the one with the crown. So I do. I also own that as well. And I want to say I don't have the rest of the art in this particular room yet, but there are um, other art pieces that I do have that are coming that will focus on that. So it is. It is very iconic. Um, 
to have that crown and the fact that you have a signature in it that definitely means a lot but it's funny to me because all jokes aside that crown looks I, I really wish I had more details about the crown itself and maybe a backstory on it but it looks like a regular crown like alright so this is not a shady thing I'm not saying this to be shady but what's even more funny I have a crown in here the crown is my man Kojo matter of fact make sure y'all check out Coincide like that album is great the new video for um summertime just dropped it has so many phenomenal women plus one of my good friends colada in the video and in the song and what i was thinking was like yo the way that the crown looks like i have one of kojo's many crowns that he's made spray spray painted and that was his thing that crown that biggie has it looks exactly like that and i'm like yo it's not nothing big now i think that that one was more made of metal than plastic but it looks more plastic than anything so i'm like we are paying five hundred thousand dollars for a plastic crown okay <laughs> so <laughs> i was just i was just very confused i was like that's a lot of money if that's a plastic crown like I mean, it looked like it was gold but again it i i don't I don't know. However, that picture is iconic. Um, like I said, it is part of the cover. It just it just happens to be part of the cover because um, that was the t-shirt. Matter of fact, that t-shirt that I have on in that picture is from Fashion Nova. And that was the Trust Nobody picture with Big, with big on there. So, um, good times. One of my favorites, definitely. Uh, moving on. Alicia Keys announces new album plus an additional surprise. Girl... <sighs> if you got you know what never mind <clears throat> alicia keys <laughs> hopped on instagram yesterday to announce a release date for her upcoming album self-titled album oh that's gonna be good okay her new project will be available this friday september 18th oh wait a minute i might need to go download it i'm late um <laughs> which features which has features from miguel writing credits from the dream tory lanes mm-hmm. And more fans have been waiting patiently for this moment as the album was originally supposed to drop on March 20th, but was delayed twice due to the COVID pandemic. In addition to the album, Alicia will also be giving us a show to accompany the new album. She will do a virtual performance taking place later that day. Um, oh, well, I didn't, I missed that performance. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna have to go back and look for that. Um, but I will say I'm excited for, I, I definitely think I need to check out an Alicia Keys album again. I hope that it gives me a vibe and a feel like the, uh, the first, I want to say, what are my favorites? Hold on one second. I know I'm, it, it sounds weird cause I'm moving, but what are my favorites? Maybe, yeah, maybe like the first three. Yeah. I wish it would give me like a feel of the first three. Um, I love the fact that uh, Alicia Keys has done so much good work. She's such a humanitarian, all of that good stuff. And I like there's no makeup. I, at first, I it, let me tell you something. It took me a minute to get used to Alicia Keys with no makeup on, but it actually her skin looks good. I think she focused. It was very natural. Um, it's not. It, it doesn't come across as bland. Her, her skin doesn't come across as bland or just like out of shape. And, and one of the great things about that is this. I think that with Alicia Keys not wearing makeup, it made her focus super hard on her health and her skin. Um, because I've seen pictures and I'm like, yo, your skin looks 
good. Like, the lighting is good. Like, lights can always drain the shit out of you and make you look, you know, completely weird or whatever. But Alicia does look really, really good. So I am hoping that this album is going to be something. Um, I wanted to move on to another topic. Breon, this may actually, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. If y'all feel like this show is moving fast, it is. This may be a quick show tonight. I don't know. Uh, Breonna Taylor's family is to receive 12 million settlement from city of, of Louisville. The city of Louisville, Kentucky has settled on a wrongful death lawsuit filed by the family of Breonna Taylor. The 26 year old EMT was shot and killed by police six months ago. Promoting global protest and citizens urging Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron to change to charge the officers involved. Nah. According to the New York Times, Taylor's family will receive twelve million from the city. The city also agreed to implement a number of changes in regards to police, including more. Uh, uh, that's not really a word. Uh, <laughs> sorry. The city also agreed to implement a number of changes in regards to policing, including more on officers during <clears throat> and in an extension of search warrants and more moderate safeguards that were common in the department, but not found on the night that Taylor was shot and killed. Taylor died after her boyfriend said he mistook police officers for an intruder as they busted in the front door of her apartment after midnight to execute a no-knock search warrant. Her boyfriend, Keith Walker, opened fire, promoting, prompting officers to let off multiple rounds in Taylor's apartment and to others. There was no effort to render aid for her as officers insisted on calling an ambulance for the wounded officers. Both former First Lady Michelle Obama and Vice President nominee Kamala Harris called out Taylor's name at the Democratic National Convention in August. The latest in a number of global figures who have called for justice in the slain woman's name. Criminal charges have yet to be filed against the officers more than six months after the incident. Okay. Um, Breonna Taylor. I said it and went silent because we do need to say her name. Um, this, the money don't mean nothing. The money means nothing because the the young lady's life, who in turn was actually putting her life on the line during the global pandemic. And I mean, at the top of the pandemic, we're talking like six months ago. And um, this, this should have said, this should have said, like, yo, there is a new narrative also going around that I've also looked at. Where, like, people are saying, oh, the boyfriend shot at the police and da 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 And I'm like, yo, what with any American, anybody, fuck, fuck being American, what would anybody do in that situation? What would 
anybody do if an intruder came in they have a no-knock warrant first of all the fact that that was even a thing i won't even say legal but even a thing to have a no-knock warrant means that what you're saying is at any time anything can happen to anybody where oh they could just knock on your door blow your door down and blow you away it's not right this shit has got to stop. Like we just don't. It, it it was bad when the narrative used to be like, oh, we killing our own, we killing our own. Nah, bro. Now the narrative is that they are killing us. They are taking our lives. Like we, what do, what what are we doing to deserve this? Oh, we not killing each other fast enough? Is this what you're saying? Because I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm tired. I'm like, honestly, truthfully, all jokes aside, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of having these conversations and who did what and why we not this and this and third. Yo, at the end of the day, let's just be people. Let's just be people, y'all. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I got the best platform or I'm the person that's going to change the world or or any of those things. But I do believe in what Tupac said. I may not change the world. But I will spark the membrane. For those that come after. Um, paraphrasing. Because it's not how that quote goes. But y'all know that. But just in general. We got to make some changes yo. Voting is one thing. Voting is a definite one thing. We definitely all need to get out there and vote. I don't care if you're not registered. I've been registered for years at this point. But I will get out there and vote. Make your vote heard. Make your vote count. Let's do this. Whatever whatever that looks like. What I am utterly sick of though, and it is just clearly this is where we we are when we get to a primary election. I one day I woke up, right? And I, my T V has stayed on CNN for the last four years at this point. And I really sat back and they put up on the screen the two candidates for the 2020 election because you only apparently we only get two and and that flashing image of a half side to face of Biden and a half side to face of Trump the shit looks like a boxing match like that's how we get down to it we only get down to two we weed out the rest of them everybody else is and we don't even weed them out you feel what I'm saying to you we as people don't even weed them out the government just weeds them out and say you know so sorry not even the government the media just weeds it out and we don't talk about these other candidates or other people that could be running you know what I'm saying? And then it is what it is. I remember a time where, like, you had um, the Clinton administration. You had Clinton right before right before Bush went in office. We had Clinton for eight years. And then you have the Clinton administration when it ended. So you had Clinton, you had Bush, and you had Ross Perot. That was... Oh, that was a thing. But... At the end of the day, at least you had other candidates to think about. I do not include Kanye in this conversation because, first and foremost, that that is not <laughs> that is not a thing. Um, like we always have said, Kanye is a distraction. Um, speaking of which, though, I, this is not a topic that I was thinking about, but now that that I just brought that into my mind, I want people to understand that. Kanye is telling you the absolute truth. Okay? People sit back 
and what we what has been done in the music industry period when you're not making any more money for record labels and you're trying to get your own and this that and the third like recently he went on this rant about you know getting his masters and this that and the third and which Kanye deserves that Kanye has worked hard for his stuff and and unfortunately you know when you knew you get into contracts that just don't make any sense it seems like it does and and like the music industry will have lawyers that only serve the best interests of the record label and never really the artist you know what i'm saying to you that's why we have so many artists that we love and we they really don't own the rights to their music you know what i'm saying to you we end up downloading and streaming they're not making any money off of music because they're not making any money off of tangible sales at this at this point they were making money off of touring and right now with a whole pandemic ain't nobody making no money so i i say that to say believe in kanye because i honestly this is the only time that i will say that right now with kanye's situation he not lying he not lying he's trying to get those masters and if something does happen to kanye that is part of that whole situation we ain't gonna say their names but y'all know what we talking about but i don't i believe in every rant is some type of truth you feel what i'm saying to you so i think that he is he's telling the truth and they cover it up with his quote unquote well his bipolarness, which is a thing, and 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 he does have it in his in his manicness and his depression. So they try to cover it up like it's just that the Kardashian f- fuck the Kardashians. I, I really I still have a whole issue with they succubus asses, but Kanye is right. You know, I don't believe that he pissed on them Grammys, but it is what it is. But he is right. He needs to get his masters back. He needs to get that back from Sony. He needs to get that back. And he's like, yo, Michael told y'all about it. Prince has told you about it. Get the, get your royalties. Get your stuff up front. Because on the back end and on the front end, these fuck ass industries win all the time. Every single time. And artists that have poured their life into their music have not had children because of their music are not reaping the financial benefits. Yeah, we out here and we got all of these clothes and expensive cars and all this bullshit. And that's that's the perpetuation that that's what we should strive for and that's what we should go for. But the reality is create and protect your art. There are only a handful of artists that have their musical rights. And that's crazy. So, but I say all of that to say also, Kanye, yeah, not so I'm not I'm not going to be able to do it with the presidency thing, sir. Have several seats. Anyway, moving on. Nicki Minaj scores win in legal battle with Tracy Chapman. I am very surprised about this though. Nicki Minaj is one step closer to freedom. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Oh my god. I cannot help myself. I'm so sorry because that literally was that Queen Radio shit. To freedom! Not dealing with her. Um, from her legal dispute 
with singer songwriter Tracy Chapman. On Thursday, September 17th, Judge Virginia A. Phillips ruled that Minaj did not, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, mm, uh, engage in copyright infringement in her unreleased song, Sorry, which samples Chapman's song, Baby Can I Hold You, in 2018. Chapman sued Minaj, claiming that Miss Petty never had permission to use her song. But Judge Phillip ruled in favor of Minaj, citing the fair use doctrine. Artists usually experiment with works before seeking license from rights holders and rights holders typically ask to see a proposed work before approving a license wrote Phillips in her decision a ruling uprooting these common practices would limit creativity and stifle innovation within the music industry although Minaj won the battle the legal war with Chapman is not finished yet while Minaj never officially released sorry despite publicly asking for Chapman for permission to use her song on the album Queen the track did leak online after Funkmaster Flex played the song on the radio in August 2018 the court now must determine whether Minaj infringed upon Chapman's right by distributing the song over the radio until that day Minaj is free to experiment with other artists samples but we would suggest that she avoids fast cars for obvious reasons I definitely would um that is that is dope I I didn't know that I didn't know that 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 was kind of how that worked like you know you as an artist get a chance to um kind of sit back and of course sample and and experiment this that and the third however here's how i do see this playing out very much so if tracy chapman wins in the fact that it for whatever for whatever royalties because it was only played for a few seconds you feel what i'm saying to you but if tracy chapman wins for Sorry, going out on the radio due to Funk Flex. I only see Nikki suing Flex because I do remember very vividly the vid- that she asked him not to play it, and he still played it. But he played it after she left. So I do remember that interview. That was the wild ass interview where she was talking about Safari sleeping with prostitutes and shit like that. But I think that um, she needs she she sue. So Flex need to watch his neck. Flex watch your neck because I believe if we see Tracy Chapman go for the jugular and try to sue her for that time frame that it was on, which again, I don't know how much money you would really get for that because it wasn't like it was played, it was streamed, um, anybody really bought it, bought the, bought it as a single, it wasn't promoted, there wasn't no money to be made off of, of the song that she didn't even want, it was leaked. So I don't know how much money there would be made, to be made off of that. Um, but, if so, I think Nikki will come for Flex. I, I really do. I don't care how much of friends you are. When she asks you not to play the song and you still play the song. Mm, yeah. And I mean, I know Flex, you going for that that whole DJ title and, and, you know, DJs drop the new latest music and this, that, and the third. And I honestly, so I've heard the song and I've heard the song on YouTube in a sped up version of the song. I honestly think that that song would be... It would be dope. It had her. It had Nas on it. I think that that would have been a great collaboration. I kind of see where it would have fit into the whole thing. Um, 
it, it would I, I think it definitely would have been a great portion for Queen. I don't know if everybody was ready to receive Queen quite in the way that it was. Um, I looking and listening back on Queen now, it is a okay body of work. It's not the greatest. I don't think it was, you know, Nikki's best. I do remember a year ago, two years ago, just kind of listening to this album and being like, the fuck is this? However, however, sometimes an album is not always its greatest when it first hits as it is later on within its time and listening to it. Um, However, I'm still listening to the Locks and Nas, and they are awesome. So, it is what it is. Alright, y'all. So, speaking of albums, let's go into it. I, once again, do not have... And I've been doing this for weeks because I have not gotten into that book. Where, where the hell is it? Okay. It is over there. I have not gotten into that book to look for new albums because I've just kind of looked on the board. And... um Which is behind me, and uh, I thought about it. I, I had to do this one. I, I had to... I had to hit y'all with the heat. I had to hit you with the ow. I am talking about the legendary first album from Missy, Mr. Mina motherfucking Elliot with Super Duper Fly. Yo, actually recently she, I want to say a couple months ago, a few months ago, she actually reposted the picture of the album cover and her recreating the the photo shoot of the of the same album cover and Missy you have time traveled back you look amazing you've done so much for your health you look amazing and it it, it is definitely a dope moment Super Duper Fly is the debut studio album from American rapper Missy Misdemeanor Elliott released July 15th, 1997 on Goldmine and Electra Records. <clears throat> the album was received and produced solely by Timbaland on October 1996 and features the singles The Rain, Super Duper Fly, uh, Socket to Me, Hit Him With The Heat, Beat Me 911. Guest appearances on the album include Buster Rhymes, Genuine, 702, Magoo, The Little Kim, and Alia. <clears throat> the album was recorded in just two weeks. Damn. <clears throat> That's some icon shit. The album received acclaim from critics who praised Timberland's futuristic production style and Elliot's performance and persona. It debuted at number three on the U.S. Billboard 200 and topped the U.S. Top R&B slash Hip Hop Albums Charts. The album was certified platinum by the Record Industry Association of America, the RIAA. We gotta love them. And was, and has sold 1.2 million copies in the U.S. So a little background, um, on the recording. While in high school, Elliot formed a group called Phase E. Later to be renamed Sister. <laughs> I had to say it like that. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, three of her friends, the group Attracted the attention of record producer Devonte Swing, who was part of the R&B group Jodeci. After being signed to Swing Mob record label, Sister recorded an album in New York, but the album was never released. This led to subsequent termination of Sister's recording contract. Elliot returned to Portsmouth or Portsmouth, yeah, Virginia, where she and 
record producer Timberland began writing songs and contributing to singer Aaliyah's album One in a Million in 1996. Aaliyah was signed to Electra Records and was given her own record label, The Goldmine Inc. Chairman and Chief Executive Officer CEO of Electra at the time, Sylvia Rohn, encouraged Elliot to embark on a solo co- career. Recording sessions of Super Duper Fly took place at the Master Sound Studio in Virginia Beach, Virginia. The album was produced solely by Timberland. The first single released from the album was The Rain, Super Duper Fly. As part of the promotional drive for the album, Elliot took part of the 1998 Lilith Fair tour, she became the first female rapper to perform at the event. She also joined rapper Jay-Z's Rock the Mic tour. So, one thing before I move on. The, yo, Super Duper Fly. This was the 90s, of course. And at that point, I think we kind of talked about, like, The Firm. We kind of talked about, like, Foxy Brown. We talked about Il Nana. Um, we talked about Little Kim. We've, you know, we've done a couple of those things on the show. Yo, when I tell you, we didn't, I, it was funny because we didn't, we laughed at it. We, we were like, who is this girl in this trash bag? Like, why is she in this trash bag? And who knew that over 20 years later, it would just become the most iconic thing that you've ever seen. It is, it's become memed, it's become parody, it's become everything. But in the same breath, it has become the most iconic piece ever. And the fact that she tells a story about how they inflated it and she was in New York and had to run to a gas station. And by the time she ran back to the set, it was halfway deflated. And um, that was actually a shot at the critics that told that talked about her weight and her being too too big as a big girl in the industry, based on the fact that they uh, she had wrote a rap verse for um Raven Simone song when Raven was a little girl, or sorry, Raven Simone Ye. <laughs> her song um This is what little girls are made of, and what they did was they replaced Missy with um. A like light skinned girl and just had her lip sync Missy part. And you know, they told Missy that she didn't fit the look. Missy has given two middle fingers up to this industry, and we are all here for it. And we stand and we love her. But though, but yo, super duper fly, yo, the rain, yo, when you start off a verse, when the rain, which by the way, also fun fact. That is also a Gladys Knight song. Look at that. Mm -hmm. But when you start off with. When the rain hits my window. I take a. (sighs) Me some Indo. Me and Timbaland. Ooh we sang a dango. We so tight that you get our styles tangled. Swing a dosy dough like you loco. Can we get freaky tonight. Like Coco. So so. Do you want to play with my yo-yo. I smoke my hydro on the D-Lo. I can't stand the rain. What? I'm sorry. I'll be. I'll, I'll be here all night. Uh, musical content. Super Duper Fly brings together elements of hip hop, dance, R&B, electronic music, and soul. Music critic Gray Mulholland, Mulholland, 
described Timbaland's production as eschewing samples from a bump and grind electronic strongly influenced by digital rhymes of dance reggae but rounder fuller and fatter which is good um all music described at as sorry described it as consisting of lean digital grooves packed with unpredictable arrangements and <clears throat> uh, stuttering rhymes that often resembled slowed down drum and bass break beats. Elliot's rappers, uh, sorry, Elliot's raps were described as full of hilarious. I'm about to sneeze. I'm sorry. That's why I keep stopping. Hold on one second. Y'all gonna get all the. <laughs> Excuse me. Y'all gonna get all the real. On this damn show, you might hear a click or two, you might hear a sneeze, shit. It just is what it is. Um, okay, sorry about that. Elliot's rap were described as full, hilarious, uh, sur- surreal, free association that fit the off-kilter sensibility of the music at the T. Sorry, at the time. Um... According to author Mickey Hayes, the album's lyrical content reveals Elliot's complex, creative, and challenging discussion about womanhood, her demand for respect, respect for her personal voice, and her desire to for fulfilling in intimacy with lovers and friends. The album's opening track, Bus's Intro, features rapper Buster Rhyme as a town crier warning of a historical event that is about to unfold. The Rain Super Duper Fly contains a sample of Anna P's 1973 song I Can't Stand the Rain plus the blunt is oh past the blunt is partly based on the song Past the Duchy by Musical Youth, which, yes, all of those things are also true as well. Um, but in addition, um, some of the undertones from that sample are also from Gladys's Knight's version of I Can't Stand the Rain. Um, so while the release of Super Duper Fly, Elliot became one of the most prominent female rappers. The album is created for redefining hip-hop and R&B. Steve Hughes of All Music felt that the album was arguably the most influential album ever released by a female hip-hop artist. Spin Magazine ranked the album at number 9 on its top 20 albums of the year in 1998. Four out of five music critics from the New York Times ranked the album as one of their top, excuse me, Top 10 favorite albums in 1997. <clears throat> hold up. Hold up. Sorry. This is what happens when you talk for a whole hour and you ain't got nobody else. And you just got yourself and you got to stop and pause. And guess what? I take the pauses out of it, but I go through all of that when I edit it. Maybe, but I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. Y'all just get the raw and real moments because I wouldn't be me if that wasn't the case. Um. So we saw the Bossman Magazine. Uh, the album earned Elliot two Grammy Award nominations, Best Rap Album, the Best Rap Solo Performance for The Rain Super Duper Fly, 
upon its release, Super Duper Fly received <clears throat> acclaim, acclaim among music critics. Writers, what was I going to say about that? That's, I, I'm sorry, I just had a thought. Writers, lewd, uh, record producer Timbaland's production as a unique revolutionary. Um, all music called the album a boundary shattering phenomenon and phenomenal masterpiece whose friend, whose, I, you know what? That's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Two things just played in my, yo, this album, I, I just, it just, I'm sorry. I just had a thought in the midst of while I was reading it, but this album itself is, it was just so classic. Like, I will be honest with you. If you really listen to the first couple of Missy Elliott albums, I can listen to pretty much all of them at nausea, like all the way through. Can continue to listen to. But yo, this album had so many. I remember watching the videos. I'm, I'm going to say something about, about the videos in a second, but I, I'm, uh, yeah, this album was great. Um, so it, uh, critics also talked about it being futuristic, nearly experimental styles became the defacado sound of urban radio at the close of the millennium. Elliot's rapping, singing, and songwriting also received much acclaim. The 2004 edition of the Rolling Stone album guide rated the album five out of five stars. Nothing that the avant-garde Yes, use that word. Avant-garde sound of the album made Elliot and Timbaland the hottest writer slash producer team around. Mulholland called the album a key prophecy of the dim- dimension 21st century. Oh, sorry, the dominant. I don't know why I didn't know the word today. The dominant 21st century black pop, noting Elliot's ability to avoid the whole East versus West players versus gangster mess. <clears throat> he described Elliot's style as everything the hip hop doc ordered. A woman who <clears throat> could flip between aggressive and romance, sex and non, and non, no, no nonsense, materialism and imagination without batting one outrageously spidery eyelash. I love it. I love it. Um, so, um, before I go over the track listing, let's talk about the videos real quick. So, the videos, this, uh, in the 90s, I would say, roughly when we got around like 97-ish, when she came out, we love videos and we we had Michael Jackson at the time. You know what I'm saying? So you would always look forward to a Michael Jackson video. Um Super Duper Fly had that, but what I will say is by the time I picked like on this um board that I have in my room, I picked on the poster board that I have in my room, I picked three albums. I picked Super Duper Fly, um, the Real World of Missy Elliott and Miss E So Addicted. By the time we got to the second album and she started working with the legendary Hype Williams, 
for well, I think she was already working with hype a little bit, but like really working with hype and working with Dave Myers and so on and so forth. Visually, we were like, what the fuck is this? Yo, like to this day, I can listen to the regular mix of um um of She's a Bitch or even a European mix of She's a Bitch, and that shit goes off to this day. However, um Super Duper Fly, I remember um when she did the he um hit him with the he and the brat and Missy and Kim were all in like Mega Man costumes and like her world is as they state very avant-garde, very just out of the box. So love, 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 love Missy for that. Um <clears throat> video wise, one thing that I was gonna say and I have said it and I said it again I said it again and again and I'm so glad that she did receive that. Um, but the Michael Jackson, cause I'm going to say it correctly, cause VH1 stopped playing, and I said this before, the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award deserved to go to Missy before it ever went to Jennifer Lopez. I remember, that was what, like, almost a year, two years ago, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why in the whole holy hell? Not Jennifer Lopez, my nigga. Like, what? Who? Who did Jennifer Lopez got this up? Because that's ridiculous. It don't make no sense. Like, for for real, for real, like, Jennifer Lopez in just the grand scheme of things is not a great artist. She might be y'all Latin pop artist, but she is not a great artist. I will be 100% completely honest. Missy deserved the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. And I will always continue to call it the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award because that was what you named it originally before y'all tried to whitewash it. Like, yo, we can't have nothing before y'all try to do dumb shit. They literally tried to whitewash it. And I said that the last time and I still feel very strongly about it now. They really tried to whitewash the shit out of it and just called it, excuse me, and just called it the Video Vanguard Award. No, 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 no. You will give props where props is due. You will give props to the legend, Michael Jackson, because without Michael Jackson, there would not have been a Video Vanguard Award. First of all, you fuckers, when MTV came out, y'all was barely putting on black music to begin with. And Michael Jackson was one of the first artists on MTV. So when you speak his name, when you speak that nigga motherfucking name, you say his name and stop playing. Moving on. Um, that might be my new hashtag. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> the track listing is as followed. Of course, you start off with Buster Rhymes on the intro. Then you get to hit him with the heat. You get socket to me. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Hit him with the he was um, with little Kim, but then you had socket to me, which was with the brat, um, and that was the one where they were the Mega Man. Then you have the rain, Super Duper Fly. Then you have one of my favorite songs, Beat Me Nine One One. Beat Me Nine One One had Seven O Two in it. It had Magoo. Um, one of the things that I liked about it, and I remember her talking about this on like VH1 or something like that. I think it was like. Um, it was, what was it? Uh, they're, they're like driven. I think there was like the driven episodes where it was like, you know, seeing how driven artists are or whatever. Um, and I remember them talking about Beat Me 911. And it's funny because if you look at the video, they all kind of look like Barbie dolls. And it was her 
homage to her being a kid kind of playing with Barbie dolls. And I really, honestly, you got to think about how many people really got introduced to a very abstract avant-garde world. And we didn't think that we would love it, but we do like, yo, I honestly to this day can tell you that Missy's music is timeless. I mean, there's no debate. There is really no debate. It is. It just is what it is. Um, Then you have they don't want to fuck with. Oh, they don't want to fuck with me. Hell yeah. Then uh, Pass the Blunt, which both featured Timbaland. Bite Our Style Interlude, Friendly Skies featuring Genuine. I can hear all of these shits in my head. Best Friend featuring Aaliyah. Um, Don't Be Coming in My Face. Izzy Izzy I. Why You Hurt Me. I'm Talking. Get Away. Oh, that was good. And then Busta Rhymes uh, Interlude and then Missy Elliott's Final Thoughts. Again, I don't... I absolutely 100% love this album. Like, every time I tell y'all that I'm going to listen to an album, I literally shut down my computer and um, play the album first and then go ahead and start editing the show. But this is one of my favorites. I think one of the things I love about doing the show is that I get a chance to take y'all back and just walk with it. I remember... Um, I just remember this being in my Walkman on a regular day-to-day basis. Like, I I remember ever since I was every bit of like 10, 11 years old, I stayed with a Walkman. I stayed with headphones. I always was listening to music and, you know, being an only child, um, for my mother, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) <laughs> Let me be clear. I have other brothers and sisters um on my father's side. Speaking of which, um shout out to my sis Janelle um for her podcast. Um she is doing really well. She started up a new one. I absolutely love, 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 love what she is doing. Um but yeah, no, so I really I love music. I love music in a different type of way that I think that people don't understand that when the reason that I will debate somebody on something is because this this is music that I have listened to, I have loved, I, it it's captivated my life. One thing that I think I'm actually I might actually do t-shirts for this. <clears throat> One major quote that I always 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 refer back to music is the soundtrack of my life like I did not make that quote it is not my thing but it is I think I actually I forgot where I heard it from I heard it on something one time but music is the soundtrack of your life it it is it create it invokes a feeling an emotion uh, a memory it's never yo do y'all know every day every day like yo I, I even took a nap before I did this show. Every day, I wake up with a song in my head. And when I mean songs in my head, I mean songs that I have not listened to. Haven't thought about, didn't think about today, wasn't, didn't even listen to it the whole day. And then the next morning, I think about a song. You know, um, like, in my head right now, and every time I like, you know... 
talk off the the track listing. In my head right now, I have like a Missy Elliott song playing in my head, which is Crazy Feelings. And that was, but that was on like Missy So Addicted. That doesn't even have anything to do with the album that we're talking about now. And we'll get into some of those albums later. You know what I'm saying? I like to just kind of jump around. But one of the things that I love about Missy Elliott is that you gave us this visual, this world. Like, yo, I know what it feels like to be an only child to sit in your room and be like, yo, I ain't got nobody to talk to. I ain't got nobody to play with. I ain't got nothing. So I'm going to create it. But then to create it and other creatives that were around her brought this vision to life. So I think that is so dope. I think that Missy is just phenomenally dope. I think that she proved that sex doesn't have to sell. Um... I think that she proved that the dance community is vital to a great hip hop artist. I think that she she just needs to be celebrated. You know what I'm saying to you? Um, and I'm glad that we do it. We're doing it now. Um, I do hope that we get more music from Missy. I really do. The iconology situation is utterly my favorite. It is definitely one of my favorite, but of course, it's not enough songs. Um, I do hope that she and and not the hope. But Missy has worked with so many people. It is ridiculous. Like, I will be very honest. I can look on my wall and only be maybe a handful of people that are on this wall that Missy has not worked with. (laughs) Like... I'm really, honestly, truthfully, it's probably a handful. I would say at best, uh, like with all of the the posters, I mean, sorry, all of the the pictures that I have on the wall, I would say I've never seen her collaborate with Kendrick. Um, I don't remember if there's a collaboration with Wayne. I know she's never collaborated with Nicki. I know she's never collaborated with Cardi. I don't think that there's a collaboration with Ross. Um, I, I, I can't even say there's not a collaboration with Biggie because there is. I think there was stuff written for Missy. I mean, sorry, for Ashanti. Um, I know she probably didn't work with Pimp C. Um, I believe she's worked with Nas. Because, oh yeah, so yeah. And so it's just like, yo, <clears throat> it's so many. It's just so many great people that she works with that's the kind of this is the last thing that i'm gonna say because i feel like i am rambling and i apologize this is the last thing that i'm gonna say about this um <clears throat> missy is the kind of artist that a lot of people should want to strive to be a lot of people in this game female wise male wise whatever you would want to strive to be like missy not nary artist that has ever worked with the queen has anything, anything negative to say about her. Not one. You have over a 25-year career. And nobody has nothing to say negative. And it's not because she makes the beats. Because if, that's the, if that was just the case, you know, there are other producers that people be like, Oh, this motherfucker don't do this. And they do that. And, and producers have come and gone very quickly. What is it about Missy that creates to stand the test of time? She's timeless, iconic, priceless. Like, 
that is the artist that I would love to, if I was still being an artist like that, that is the artist that I would love to be. I don't want to drama. I don't want no controversy. I want to do the art and work super hard to be super duper fly. So that is the show for the day. I really appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening to some of the craziness, the bullshit that go on in my head. Cause you know, there's a lot. You know what I'm saying? I be doing a whole lot. You know what I'm saying to you and to the motherfuckers say I can't read. I be having thoughts while I'm reading. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so it's why, uh, my mouth be dry in the middle of these motherfucking conversations. Shit. I done talked for a whole hour, which actually was not expecting. Didn't even think I was going to make it there because some of the shit was short. So I'm there. Um, also, uh, let's see, wrapping up a few things. Don't forget that you can find me on all of your social media platforms. Um, in addition, you can find this show on SoundCloud, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music, iTunes, Tune In, and don't forget about the YouTube show as well. Then, oh, also before I leave, don't forget about my interview, damn it, that I just did with the legendary Crave. Um, he is part of the Gold Room 410. Make sure y'all check out Crab, Tony Bono Crab on most of your social media platforms. Don't forget to shop his merch as well. He has some amazing hoodies. I'm about to order this new pillow, um, to go in this room as well. So also y'all be, y'all will be seeing more pieces of this room because I'm going to put that on some of the social media platforms and then eventually do it on my YouTube page as well. Um, something else that I needed to say. Anything else? Uh, I have another interview coming up this Friday, so stay tuned. It should be on Instagram Live, and then it will transfer over to YouTube. Um, in addition, we're going to end it like we always end it. Fear, false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And Missy has shown you that show you can do anything. You can, if you put your authentic self into it, you can do pretty much anything um i have a few sponsors that will eventually be coming up i can't wait for those uh, uh you'll start hearing my sponsor commercials really soon so cannot wait for that then you know the more money that is placed into the podcast the better because then that way we can um start giving you different content start doing more um in addition um, like I said, I'm, I am going to change the email address. I have not changed it yet. Uh, it still is at the, the kickstand podcast at gmail.com. However, that will be changing very soon. So we'll have a new way of communicating. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, hit me up, DM me. Actually, fuck that. I don't give a fuck about your concerns. But if you have any thoughts or questions or opinions, now you can, you can get, you can have an opinion, but be very clear. I got one too. And usually it's, it's okay. It's okay. I usually just let people have their opinion. Y'all can have y'all little shit. It is what it is. Um, so, in addition to that, I think that's pretty much it. So, once again, you have tuned into another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth. Now, don't you feel better about it? I know you do. Alright, y'all. So, I will see y'all next week and I look forward to doing another review. Hey. Zodiac. 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 Zodi